Support for this broadcast and the following message are brought to you by... Oh. Uh, all right, I, I'm sorry. I can't do this today. There's... This is this has all been fake. None of these advertisers have been real. I, I'm sorry. I've been lying to you guys for these past 41 episodes. I mean, oh God, what am I going to do? I don't know who I am anymore. I got a marketing degree for Christ's sakes. Oh, God. <laughs> Live from WBED in Atlanta, this is The Application, the only podcast where the host sits down in front of a microphone and asks WABE for a job as their podcasting producer on today's episode. Uh, all right, I gotta be honest, I ran out of, I ran out of ideas. Uh, the, the, the guy who, who does the ads, that's me too. I'm running out of I ran out, guys. I, I have nothing else to talk about. I'm so sorry. I'm doing my best. I just thought I just thought if I keep doing the show that the ideas will come naturally, but they didn't. They did. <laughs> go, go. <laughs> Welcome back to the Application Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White, and if you didn't know, this is the only podcast where I sit down in front of a microphone and ask WAB for a job. Okay, like I said, I did run out of ideas for this show. So now, we just sit. We talk, we wait. I'm supposed to be hearing back from WAB at some point. I've had, let's do a recap. Let's do a recap of what had happened so far. Or we can save this for we can save this idea for the uh, other time for when I finally find out you know good or bad. But let's recap. So the show eventually start oh, uh, started out as you know first couple episodes were me writing down stuff trying to be something I'm not and just talking and I not know and just uh, and uh, really trying to cover uh, stories and trying to pimp myself. And then, as you've heard before, as I described before in the, I guess the anniversary episode was like 30, so I don't know. Uh, episode four, I just started coming up with a bunch of ideas and I started doing the ideas. And then it just went on like that. I've, uh, these past 40 episodes, I've covered what, uh, what, I, what I've done, what I want to do, uh, all these ideas I've had. Uh, a lot of the ideas were very stupid. I've gone to the future, a year into the future of me having the job. <laughs> I pretended to do a live show. I pretended to be a different person from, <laughs> from, from Brooklyn trying to apply to a similar job. Not at the public radio affiliate up there, but at uh, the New York Times for some reason. I tried to be a smooth uh, air, on-air television, not television, radio personality. Uh, I've tried to be a scary, spooky man. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yesterday, I tried to do ASMR. It's a very. This is a very strange show. That any of this is happening. I'm just adjusting the mic because I've officially run out of things. That any of this is. I'm very surprised that any of this happened. I was very surprised that. <laughs> That I got uh, the interview. I'm very surprised people uh, both inside of WABE and outside of WABE, as I've said 
about the Weather Channel. I'm surprised that they, that anyone knows about this podcast. I'm surprised that it still has uh, not a good amount of subscribers because <laughs> I've watched the numbers slowly go down. <laughs> but I'm surprised that it has subscribers at all. I'm surprised these people are still working on this building across the way. And they will be doing that for a long time. But here we are, just waiting, 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 waiting. Uh, I will... I do have some news from something else, but I can't talk. I'm not going to talk about that yet until I get the confirmation or the denialization <laughs> from my friends at WABE. I did send out another thank you email my, uh, at, the, at the, the, the suggestion of my mother. So now I'm just waiting on back. I'm just waiting back for that stuff. And now we're five minutes into this episode, so... There we go. Okay. Uh, you know what? Here, here's the thing I read. <laughs> An article that was just sent to me via my email address from the Hollywood Reporter. If you have an email, you can send it to me, cpluscomedy at gmail.com. I was about to, I was five seconds away. If I had paused, I would have said my personal email. This is America's most trusted TV news anchors revealed. Exclusive poll, which is a very interesting poll. Uh, you find that. Uh, of course, a, a lot of the, uh, I'm not going to say of course, a lot of the Fox News anchors are least trusted, but some of, here are the, some of the most, re, uh, the least trusted people. Uh, Tucker Carlson. Ansley Earnhardt. Laura Ingram. Wait, overall. Uh, okay, so uh, the, some of the least trusted. Hannity, Joe Scarborough, Rachel Maddow. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying names. Uh, Don Lemon, Mika Brzezinski. And uh, if you can tell, the people I named are a lot. And this is what I've read in the article. And this is what you can really gather. Uh, they, uh, These people that I named are have been people that kind of editorial, not kind of, they editorialize the news a lot. Um and this is a poll from the Hollywood report done by a Hollywood reporter and morning consult from 2200 adults. But number one, the number one most trusted television news personality in America is Lester Holt followed by David Muir and Robin Roberts. Anderson Cooper is the only cable person to make it higher than the rest. 29%. Lester Holt, is trusted, quote, a lot by 32% of respondents, some by 30%. See, he leads to 62%. People trust him. <laughs> I want to keep going down the list. You can check out this list, like I said, hollywoodreporter.com. It's a great, it's, it really makes sense. When you look at the names and you go, yeah, that, that pretty much makes sense. Like I said, Lester Holt's number one. Cooper is number two. He's a great guy. Silver Fox, that Cooper. We also share a name, Cooper. <laughs> Uh, which is very true. My middle name is Cooper. Robin, there you go. You learned something else about me today. <laughs> I ran out of ideas and you learned something about me. Uh, well, and I have a middle name. <laughs> so that's two things you learned. Robin Roberts, number three. David Muir. And let me go back to Robin Roberts. Robin Roberts is a very good news personality. She just, I saw on Hulu, had an interview, I believe it was an ABC 2020, with Michelle Obama, um, who is promoting a book. Coincidentally, Jimmy Kimmel, same network as uh, Robin Roberts, is Good Morning America's Robin Roberts, 
is going to have Michelle Obama on at some point and talk about her book too. So that's going to be great. I wonder what it's like to be a late night host and have a president on. Conan's had, um, not Bush. Uh, what is his name? <laughs> what his name? Not Obama. Clinton. Oh, Jesus. He's had Clinton. Letterman had a couple of presidents, I believe. Fallon has had Obama. Uh, I think Colbert's had Obama. I wonder what it's like to be some jokey McJoke man. Because, you know, it's only men that host late night shows, apparently. <laughs> Except for Busy Phillips and Samantha Bee. Uh, and and uh, uh, bah, 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 Sarah Silverman, who I will now include in these late night host talks. From this point forward, until Hulu cancels that show which I hope they don't. I wonder what it's like to have them on. And you gotta, they got to be funny. They got to talk about this and that. And they, and they also have to be funny. That's the, that's the most important thing. Because that's the show. That's what the show is. Oh, also note, Brian Williams is at 24%. He's the fifth most trusted person. And also remember, years ago, he lost nightly news to, to Lester Holt. Because of how he lied about being a part of some type of war thing uh, in Iraq. My man earned his trust back. I like Brian Williams. I got nothing against him. I have a, I have a couple of friends who are reporters that do not like him. I like Brian Williams. I like him a lot. Uh, Greta, Van, Greta Van Sustren said this about uh, Williams. One earns trust by having a long track record of being fair. And getting the facts right, which is true, which which is which stands to reason why Holt and the gang are <laughs> perched so high up. Let's see. According to the survey, 69 percent of respondents said that likability is a, quote, very or, quote, somewhat important factor when deciding where to watch news and about politics. While only 23 percent said it's not important. Let's keep moving down with this. David Mira follows Robin Roberts. Brian Williams is number five, like I said. Harris Faulkner is uh, number six. Actually, I don't even know who that is. Harris Faulkner. Yeah, I guess he's so high because he doesn't talk. Oh, she. Oh. Oh, she must be the token over there on Fox News. <laughs> there you go. Okay, good for you, Harris Faulkner. Good for you. She, I bet, uh, I can, I can make this joke. I, I bet, I bet the people that watch Fox News, the uh, older uh, white people, they all, they constantly say she's one of the good ones. <laughs> constantly, she's one of the good ones. Why can't the rest of them be like her? <laughs> that has been uttered more than enough times. <laughs> uh, okay, following Faulkner. <laughs> George Stephanopoulos. And I can say that because several, several uh, white people have said that uh, a version of that in my direction. You speak so well. You speak so eloquently. <laughs> I know I've talked about this before. I'm going to keep mentioning it because it is annoying. Stephanopoulos follows for ABC. Andrea Mitchell. Chris Wallace from Fox News. If he's who I think he is, I don't know why people like this guy. <laughs> Let's see. Googling his name. Googling his... Uh, yeah, I know that is. Yeah, I don't like Chris Wallace. I don't like anyone. 
Uh, Gail King. Gail, this is a, see, this is an issue for me. Gail is so low on this list. I understand she might editorialize here and there, but she is the reason why CBS's morning is getting the looks it's getting. First of all, actually, she's the first person from CBS that's up there. I know CBS doesn't have a uh, a complete news network, CBS News. They don't have a uh, a complete news network, I don't believe. Or uh, do they? I don't think I've ever watched CBS News. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever watched it. CBSN. You can watch it live. Anytime, anywhere. I mean, I like this morning. It's a fine broadcast, broadcasting program. Program. In fact... I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's the it's one of my favorite morning shows out there. I don't watch it. Keep in mind, I do not watch it. But I'll go ahead and say it's one of my favorite morning shows. I used to love the Today Show. I realize it's getting a little bit too poppy. I, th- I think GMA is fine. It was fine before it took a real step into the cartoon world of being too poppy. Because t- Today Show's always been poppy. But GMA... With its afternoon show, needless afternoon show. Also, today's show is way too long. Uh, just cut it down. Uh, but with its uh, GMA's morning and uh, afternoon show, then with this with this live crowd bullcrap, I don't need that. Just I understand that they're trying to do things. I don't need that. It's not my thing. CBS this morning feels like a periodical. It feels like a newspaper on television, <laughs> and it's so boring. Also, I think they're the only one who had Reggie Fizeme from uh, Nintendo talking about the Switch on there. So that really bumps them up in my category. Craig Melvin from NBC. Dana Perino from Fox News. I get it. That's fine. Uh, Ansley Earnhardt from Fox News. John Dickerson from CBS. I don't even know if I know who that is. John Dickerson. What... <laughs> If my name was John, I would name myself, my son, John Jacob. And I would also change my last name to Jinkleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> I think that would be such a good name. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine the teacher? Can you imagine being uh, a, a kid in the class? You have a substitute teacher or the first time in class. And... The teacher's going down the, <laughs> going down, going down the list of names. She goes, uh, okay, uh, Sarah Jensen here. All right. Um, <laughs> Caleb Jenkins here. Okay. I don't know why Jensen came from Jenkins. I don't really care what crap. I'm doing a bit right now. Uh, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> Excuse me, it's Jingleheimer Schmidt. Uh, is that your real name? Yes, it's my real name. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Yes, and then the dad pops out. His name is my name too. <laughs> and then he runs off. Dad, go to work. Uh, I'm going to cut this part out for the Instagram. I mean, for the Twitter. 15 minutes. <laughs> so stupid. Chuck Todd, NBC. Jake Tapper. Now, Jake Tapper is a little bit. I, I just looked over the list before I press record. I believe that Jake Tapper is a little too high because that man comments on the news all the time. And it is annoying. A comedian makes a joke 
uh, about either side. This is this is despicable. You should be you should feel better about yourself. I I remember uh, when Katie Rich made. <laughs> now, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep talking about this now. Uh, there is a so Katie Rich made a joke about Baron Trump. Uh, it's like last season, last season on SNL. Oh, not even on SNL. It was on her Twitter. And she said something along the lines of uh, Baron Trump's going to become the first home shooter, which is, I get I get the disdain for it, but that was a very funny joke. <laughs> I want to come out and say it right now. It's a very funny joke. Uh, and then people got mad. And then uh, Lauren Michaels said that, or SNL uh, fired Katie Rich. Cut to several months later, like her name was taken out of the uh, out of the credits and everything. She apologized for the joke. She took it down. Blah blah blah. And I remember Jake Tapper commented on it, and I was I was so mad at him. I I thought Jake, shut up. She's doing her job. What if someone just commented on your stupid uh, CNN show all the time? You haven't gotten yet, but now he has one. <laughs> at that point, he didn't have one. Anyway, a couple of months later, she uh, her name popped back up in the credits. And this is and this is only for people who really really care, because <laughs> I watch SNL for better or for worse from top to bottom, including that crappy political cold open. Every single one's bad. I've never laughed at a political cold open. Uh, and I, I watched uh, you know and so so then at the good nights because I like to see the people you know hang about. I like to see all the famous people hang around and high five each other <laughs> at the end of the show. I love the ending song. I love that band. It's so great. And, uh, and so you watch the credits grow by, you see people, you know, like I, I, there's a bunch of people from college humor who, well, Sarah Schneider's not there anymore, but she used to be there. And, uh, who's her writing partner? Chris something. Anyway, uh, Streeter Seidel from S, uh, from college humor works there. Uh, and then a bunch of other people, uh, Julio Torres, very funny comedian, very funny comedian. You should watch him. A bunch, a bunch of people from SNL are hilarious. There's not one person on there that I, I don't think belongs there. Everybody belongs there. So anyway, I see Katie Rich's name back in the spot it was at months, months, and months ago. And I go, oh my God, did they hire Katie Rich back? <laughs> you Google. And since Katie Rich is, you know, just a comedian, a writer, and uh, technically a nobody to everybody else, but to, you know, funny people and people interested in comedy, she's a name. Uh, and then you Google around, you don't find it. And I remember, I think it was Split Cider before they were bought by Vulture to become Vulture Comedy. Vulture, I got, listen, if you want to buy C-plus comedy, I'm offering it to you. I'll give you, I'll give you C-plus comedy. <laughs> just, just give me a job, baby. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, but the, they were, I believe somebody there, maybe Meg Wright wrote an article about that, about her coming back. It was under the radar. Like, no, you would not know unless you watch the credits of SNL every, every Saturday night at 2 a.m. Like some of us do. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I watched that show on Hulu so I can skip past the bad sketches. Uh, so there was that. And Katie Rich still works there to this day. I saw her name on last week's episode with uh, Lee Schreiber. Leah Schreiber. There was a very funny sketch. I'm really going to date this episode like I dated last yesterday's episode. Where they had an episode. Uh, they had a sketch called The Potties. <laughs> and Leah Schreiber was Michael Barbaro. And it cracked me up because he he walked up to that microphone. And he goes, hi, I'm Michael Barbaro. <laughs> it killed me. That joke's only for four people. It's it's only for four people then. It was only for four people now. Then they had uh, somebody play Mark Maron. I don't know who that was. Anyway, let's get back to it. Oh, there's another SNL story. 
there was another story I was talking about. Katie Rich. Oh, and then Pete Davidson. Listen, he told a joke about some newly elected, some senator elect who has an eye patch. It was a, it was a, it was, it was a funny joke, kind of tame for what he could have said. And he just said, all he said was, uh, the guy looked like a, uh, the, I don't know, something like a, he said he looks like a, a pizza man in a porn, cur, porn movie, something like that. Porn commercial. <laughs> you know commercials for porn. Uh, but the guy has an eye patch, and that's the, that's the most important thing. He was a veteran, and he lost the eye patch uh, due to an IED explosion. He lost the eye in an IED explosion. Uh, funny joke. Everybody laughed at it. And then there was backlash, of course. And then this week they have uh, they had the guy come on and they had Pete apologize. And then they had this guy talk about uh, being a centrist, a moderate, uh, talk about a comedy being a moderate for, you know, 20 minutes, <laughs> however long he talked. It, it felt like 20 minutes and I skipped past it <laughs> because that is not what, that show is what got uh, us in the situation in the first place giving Trump a full episode. But we had Hillary on too. Yeah, for like five seconds. <sighs> anyway, that's neither here nor there. Thank you, Jake Tapper, for starting this rant. Haley Jackson, NBC. Nora O'Donnell, CBS. I cannot tell you who those last two people were. <laughs> Haley Jackson. I don't even know if I know how to spell Haley. Uh, apparently I don't. Oh, I do. Ooh, Haley Jackson. <laughs> That's inappropriate. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, she reacted. She's a she is a reporter for NBC. Yes. Okay. Nora O'Donnell. Shannon Bream. Laura Ingram is very low. <laughs> She's very low. Greg Gutfield. Wolf Blitzer. That's a great name, though. Kate Bolden. Jeff Glore. These I don't watch CBS enough, so I don't know who <laughs> most of these CBS people are. Stephanie Rule. Katie Turr. Very low. Why is she so low? I understand that. I like Katie Turr. She's good at her job. And that's all I need. Somebody who's good at her job. Tucker Carlson. Don Lemon, of course. <laughs> I would put Tucker and Don very, very low too. Martha McCollum. Brett Baer. Rachel Maddow. <laughs> Sean Hannity. Carson Daly, which is very interesting because he's only a correspondent. I wouldn't really call him a, a news personality. And I'm sure everybody, there's a bunch of people on here that are correspondents as well, but uh, Daly is more so a correspondent. He's more so an entertainment correspondent. John King, Aaron Burnett, whose name I did not see the first go around. That's insane. Brooke Baldwin, yeah. <laughs> In fact, I guess so. Uh, Biana Golodryga. That's a, that's a great name, Biana Golodryga. That sounds like somebody who is in Game of Thrones and she could murder me. Uh, yep, she's an anchor or something, reporter or something. Um, Mika Brzezinski, which makes sense that she's so low. We're almost done. Ari Melber, Chris Cuomo, which makes sense. Bill Hemmer, Chris Matthews, Total Sense, Shepard Smith. Total sense. Juan Williams. Brian Kilomede. Total sense. Steve Ducey. Very much makes sense. Chris Hayes. Yes, makes sense. Lawrence O'Donnell. Yep. And Joe Scarborough is the least trusted. <laughs> Eight people trust him a lot. 
Some trust of uh, some number is uh, 23. It's a very interesting study. Check it out. There's 40 pages, apparently. Jesus. Uh, oh, wow. To be someone to answer this. Oh, my gosh. Of the 2,200 adults. That's insane. That's crazy. Uh, so anyway, so those are the most trusted people and most trusted anchors on TV today. That's uh, broadcast and cable. Soon they're going to have to start including people from the streaming space. <laughs> if there was ever, you know, I mean, that would make sense. That would be a very interesting venture for Hulu to, to do with. Because, you know, because Netflix, Netflix isn't going to do live events anytime soon. Uh, I guarantee they will at some point in the future. I would I would give them, you know, I wouldn't doubt it if next year or the, or the year after that in 2020, if they'd started doing live events, that'd be very interesting. This show is turned into the Constitutionals, by the way. So if you if you like that show, if you like that show, then this is that show now. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if Netflix did live events. I don't know if they have the infrastructure to do that, but it would be very interesting to see. Uh, Prime, Amazon Prime has live events. They do, you know, Thursday Night Football. They do the Royal Weddings. They did, uh, ooh, I don't know what else they've done, but they've done a bunch of live events. So that's, and it it works. I mean, I watch Thursday Night Football on Prime, and I can choose the audio track. I like to choose uh, Katie Storm, Kate Storm. And the uh, I like to choose the female vocal vocals, the female vocals. I like to choose the female commentators because they're as equal as equally as good as the men. Who else? <laughs> oh, Hulu. Hulu is has live TV. Hulu with live TV, which is a great service uh, that I can't afford right now. <laughs> um, but they should. They could definitely get away with a live. Hulu and Amazon, but I don't think Amazon is really cut for um, a weekly news show because Netflix is and Hulu has uh, Hulu and Netflix both have weekly news shows, whether it be Hasan Minhaj's Patriot Act on Netflix or I Love You America with Sarah Silverman. So that's how those work. But for Amazon, I don't know if they I don't know if they have the Netflix might not have the infrastructure for a live live series. But I don't think Amazon has the subscribers <laughs> for uh, for shows uh, that come on weekly, and their apps are laid out horribly. Well, the phone app is nice. the The website is bad, and the Xbox app, which is also the PS4 app, is garbage. Uh, as for live events, I would not be surprised if Netflix jumped on that train within the next calendar year. From here to next year. From here to next year. Because <laughs> Amazon has football for the next two years, I believe. I don't know. I don't know the dates. I understand that they have a foothold on football right now. But like I'm saying, they uh, Hulu, Hulu, I think Hulu, out of the three streamers, the three big streamers, pardon, because there's also Verve and Crackle, because <laughs> apparently those exist, <laughs> and uh, VRV and uh, Crackle, Sony's Crackle which I would not doubt is getting a major overhaul with some, with some new shows at some point. I know it has a couple of shows. Right now. Anyway, Hulu, Hulu could do really well with a weekly or a daily news show, a daily cable-style news show, but they would have to have a base for it because they don't like spending money on shows regardless. They only like spending money on prestige dramas given how all of their comedies have been canceled. By prestige dramas, I mean hour longs. 
Netflix, on the other hand, will spend as much money as possible, even though they're not making money hand over foot. They're losing it. They're losing a lot of money, but they're still making a lot. <laughs> Just read. I saw a headline that said uh, Netflix is going to be at 127 million people uh, users by end of the year. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, man. You could spend was it twelve dollars for that? Twelve dollars for Amazon? Twelve dollars for uh, Hulu? That's uh, thirty six bucks. You can have, you can watch all the TV you want. That's insane. And movies, all the TV and movies you want. That's crazy. And we still choose to complain about, you know, a show. <laughs> it's just not good enough. Hey, this is a, a podcast about me asking WAPE for a job. Listen, I told you I ran out of ideas. I ran out of ideas a long time ago. That's, this is it, man. I feel it. I feel an end coming hopefully this week. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Uh, listen, if you like what you heard here, why don't you head on over to cpluscomedy.com where we've got some interviews coming out at some point. <sighs> I got to I gotta write some questions today. You can also, uh, that's where that this podcast lives. You can also listen to the Constitutionals podcast, which is a podcast that is an audio diary that is pretty much this show, <laughs> whatever this show is turned into. This episode of this show, this is what the Constitutionals is like every week, once a week, not once a day. <laughs> uh, so definitely check that out. It's a good show. Subscribe to it on all podcast platforms. And you can also check out uh, the video version of that podcast that lives on YouTube.com slash C comedy right over there with News Time. News Time is the premiere show for C Plus Comedy, longest running series I got. I'm going to keep doing it until that show runs out of ideas, <laughs> which is soon. No, I'm kidding. I have a schedule that has a bunch of ideas on it. If you really care, if you really want to know, uh, there's I have a Google Drive document that I've been keeping up for a couple of years that has a bunch of ideas for News Time that I add to. You know, if I ever see an article that I think is interesting, I just pop it on there and then that could be an idea uh, this week's episode of news time every this week there's an episode every single week this week's episode talks about how netflix something netflix something it's about netflix and about vice disney took a uh, to uh, withdrew 157 million dollars of its 400 million dollar investment into vice uh, but that may be because 21st Century Fox, who they're acquiring through that Fox acquisition, has a bunch of shares of Vice as well. So they may be just recouping a little bit. But Vice has also lost a lot of money, and they also plan on trimming down 15% of his workforce. Wow, my voice really changed there. <laughs> Am I still going through puberty, guys? And uh, and that episode is also about Netflix something. I don't know. There's this Netflix is in the news every single week, and I do a news time episode about it. It's stupid so watch it it's a good show even though i just said it's stupid <laughs> follow us on instagram at c comedy follow me on instagram at chad black white there's some great stuff up there on both <laughs> if you just want snippets of my life and c comedy's life and that's it man that's it uh we'll figure out what we're gonna do tomorrow but this is the end of this episode thank you for listening i very much appreciate it oh if you want to see my portfolio head to chatcwhite.myportfolio.com which is a place where i've written a bunch of stuff <laughs> check it out thank you for listening i very much appreciate it you're the best i love you bye